Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I'm a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I'm Sam. I'm a flight nurse, podcaster, powerlifter, co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we are having a little too much fun. Oh my god. With Dr. James, not Jim, not, not Jimmy. <laughs> Dr. James Simmons. Ask the NP. Ask the NP. You, that's how you might know him. You guys, this one was ridiculously fun. I cannot get over how much I'm obsessed with him. I'm actually mad at him for not being here in person, though. So I also want to get into like his, drink. Ta- his taboo talk. We're going to have to do another episode with him because this one was so fabulous. You guys are in for a real treat. He is an advocate, a host, media personality, an NP. He has such a great story. And we learned so much today, like beyond beyond and it's it i think this is a lot of taboo topics we were talking about it's very eye-opening for us to i'm gonna cut this out because i'm like almost gonna burp. it's fine <laughs> it's good for us to discuss these things as healthcare professionals yeah and not guys, just being yeah. so cookie cutter yeah we love it we love it um okay unpopular opinion of the week miss samantha what do we got The early bird doesn't get the worm. (laughs) The early bird just, I don't know. What what the fuck are you doing so early in the morning? Um, Speaking from two people who absolutely (laughs) love to sleep in. Morning people are weird. (sighs) That's my unpopular opinion. If you're a morning person, you're weird. I'm sorry. Okay, here's the thing. I genuinely believe there are a lot of people who naturally wake up early. My cousin and my uncle are definitely ones. Like they're they're 5AMers. They are the ones that just naturally they rise and shine and I'm just we're not those people yeah I just don't like it yeah (laughs) okay and okay let's get some a little bit of research here so research suggests whether someone is a morning person or night owl is related to their circadian rhythm or their internal clock that tells them when it's time to go to bed and when it's time to wake up and these rhythms are influenced by genetics as well as someone's behavior and environment. But that's the thing. Honestly, it's like working night shift will obviously throw off your circadian rhythm. But I think the reason I was able to do night shift for so many years Same. is because I am naturally a night owl. Always. I'll, I'll say this too, because you work swing. And I feel like for me, because I work nights, I'm 7P to 7A. I feel like the perfect one for me would honestly be like 3P to 3A. Yeah. Two to two is me, and that is beautiful. Yeah, it's just certain people, I think, thrive like that. Like, you know, all the morning people, true morning people, really hate night shift. I actually really like night shift. I really enjoy it. I hate the days afterwards when I Mm -hmm. feel like a groggy, crazy mush pot of a person. But I really do well at nights, and I feel like that's not for everyone, you know? I just think also people, morning, like, morning people get thought of as being more productive Right. And that people that like to sleep in, like, we're lazy. Like, nah, bitch, I will clean my couch at midnight. <laughs> I get shit done, done after hours. What are your, like, okay, <laughs> di- what are your peak hours of productivity? What do you think yours are? I'm a really good afternoon, evening. Me too. I think we record a lot as much as we can. Well, we hate recording early. I hate, my- well, yeah. What happened when I got here today? Now at, at 11 a.m. You guys. Okay, for my in my defense, I worked night shift 
two nights. I'm still recovering. Sam literally calls me. Well, I knock on the door. No one's there. I knock on the door. No one's answering. Usually it's unlocked. Yeah. Or sometimes she'll even already have the garage door open and I just enter in the back, go straight yeah, yeah. into our studio, which is on the garage level. But because she thought I was up today, <laughs> I was like, she went to the front door. So she calls and I, I answer. Hello. And then, <laughs> it's 11 a.m. You guys. Thank God we didn't have him scheduled till noon. We love it. We love it. But I, it's funny because now when we're recording with guests, we won't record before 11 because it's just neither one of us. And I have function. to drive an hour to get here. For sure. So for me, that means getting up even earlier, but which our, is a struggle. My productivity, I'd say is like two to like nine. Yeah. Like that's like a really good window for me. Yep. I'm getting shit done. Yeah. Those hours. For sure. That's when I do most of my schoolwork. That's when I do most of everything on the back end here my creativity flows like I feel like I just do really well there it's hard too because I feel like even with my new job it's like a Monday to Friday and I start the day getting calls emails stuff yeah. at like 8 a.m yeah it's a lot and I just like feel like all these <laughs> oh. other people are super productive and I'm like hear me out what if we start at noon <laughs> And work until later in the evening. I don't know. That. Hear me out. But it's not. Well, like- a lot of tech companies, like all the tech people out there, or if you have a partner that's in tech, they a lot of them start later. They don't start till like 10 or 11. Can we talk about the psychopaths that work out at five in the morning? Yeah, that's a whole different level. Nuts. Oh. What is wrong with you? <laughs> who hurt you? If you work out at 5 a.m., who hurt you? Who hurt you? Something. I don't know. I can't like even. Yeah. I don't uh, function like that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you, baby. I wish though, like, mm-hmm. can you switch your, like, no, it's just, I, I've tried to be like, I'm going to get up early. And just I just like, think it's, no. well, truly, I, I do think it's genetic and it's really interesting because there are a lot of, there's a lot of research coming out about that, but I think it's just something that's truly hardwired. And I know there's a lot of, you know, people who say, well, you can rewire it, you can start, but I, I just, I really don't believe that. I think some people are naturally day or morning and some people are naturally more evening night. And actually, there is a lot of research as to that going back to survival in like four days mm. for people yeah. to survive. See, I used to stay up late and protect my community. Exactly. My tribe. Yeah. Yes. I think there's a lot of research into that. I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't think. Can, what is Jake? He wakes up easily in the morning, but I think he's more naturally at 10 a.m. But if he had the pro- like Perfect ability day. to sleep in, he yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. On days off, we both like to sleep in. So I'm like wondering, I don't know if I could ever be in a relationship with someone that's like out of bed at 5 a.m. and is like going for a run. No. I'd be like, you are unwell. That's not us. Also, I like to stay up late. Yeah, I was saying. If someone wants to go to bed at 9 p.m., I'm going to be up like bored by myself twiddling my thumbs. Oh my God, same. We, okay, bedtime on like school night, quote unquote, when Jacob works, we try to be in bed by like 10 and then he falls asleep usually a little bit before me, 11 or so. But I'm I'm bad. Like, even on work nights, sometimes I'm not in bed or sleeping till midnight. Yeah, that's respectable. Like, I still to go to bed by, like, between 12 and 2. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, get yeah. up every day at least, at the latest now, 8 a.m. for work. So We love toxic traits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, My biggest toxic trait is that I don't do as I advise others to do yes. <laughs> but I don't listen to my own advice do as we say and not as we do <laughs> absolutely okay you guys we are getting into it this week it is so spicy so much fun so 
Like we said, we've got Dr. James Simmons. He's a board-certified acute care nurse practitioner. He's a frontline healthcare provider, but his biggest passion is being an on-air medical contributor. Literally has yeah. done everything. He's been featured on NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC, KTLA, Sirius XM, Yahoo, Loveline. Oh, God, I love Loveline. Loveline. That's <laughs> like my throwback. Channel Q, Dash Radio, just everything. And he has a really actual interesting background in multimedia and journalism and everything. And he's got 12 plus years of critical care experience. He is the best go-to trusted resource, especially for those questions that you don't feel comfortable asking your doctor. You come to him and ask the NP. Yeah. And we're going to get into um, something exciting that he's working on. And we discovered Dr. James on social media probably about a year ago. And we're just so in awe of his leadership and his unique journey through healthcare and also the media world. So he's one of the most sought after voices in the intersection of LGBTQ and black communities as well. He connects deeply with his audiences as brains and hearts behind his vibrant online community. He holds a Bachelor of Arts in Journalism, which I thought was really interesting, and Mass Communications from Drake University. He has a Master's of Science uh, in Nursing from the University of Illinois, Chicago, and also a Doctorate of NP from the University of California, Los Angeles. He's also a frequent guest lecturer and research consultant. He's actually honored to be founding and continuing as a clinical uh, ambassador for the CDC's campaign, Let's Stop HIV Together. Truly today, you guys were in for, you are in for such a treat. And we get into some things that I think are quite taboo, but things that are really coming on the forefront in terms of diversity, inclusion, and understanding. And so without further ado, let's get into it with Dr. James. I want to know, I really want to know, okay, there is a blocked section on your website, sir. (laughs) I really want to know. I'm like, I'm looking in and I'm like this taboo section Uh and I'm like, you know, I'm doing all my research. Oh my gosh. I'm looking everything up and I'm like, Dr. You're like, oh, what is this? Is there like... Is this like OnlyFans version? Like what's yeah. going on out yes. there? Yes, it's Ask the know. NP OnlyFans. Oh my God, no. People would, people, <laughs> yeah. I would only start an OnlyFans so that people would pay me not to take my clothes off. They're like, I, it's like a threatening thing. Like it, <laughs> they'd be like, please God, I will subscribe for $50 please a month. Just it. like keep that on. Um, no, you're very funny. So that, you know, I mean, that's kind of the, yeah, it's kind of how the whole, this whole thing started. Like Ask the NP, everything you're too scared to ask your MD started from, literally sitting around with my girlfriends like at happy hour when I like first became a nurse and then being like, Oh my God, I have this thing on my vagina. Like, what is this? Or literally, I mean, being a little bit crazy. Like I had there, they would be like, I had sex with this guy last night and we totally did anal and then he stuck it in my mouth. And like, am I going to die? Like, do I have hepatitis? Like whatever. And they would ask me these questions, very valid question. Right. And so I just was like, I'm a super sex positive guy. So I was like, I'm not judging anyone for this. Like, good for you for getting some. Also let's sort of talk about how to do that again if you like it, but like be a little bit safer about it or whatever. Right. Baby wipes. Exactly. <laughs> Baby wipes. Or now we got Clorox no, I mean, wipes. You can't and... ask your doctor. Yeah. You can't ask your doctor all that stuff though. Cause even I got 
labs done in January and I asked for the whole like HIV mm -hmm. STI panel, whatever, mm -hmm. did it in January. And then in April, I asked for it again and they said, you just had it in January. And I said, uh-huh. Like, and they're yeah. like, so I need, I need it again. And they're like, well, have you had new partners? I'm like, obviously. <laughs> You're like, asking, every three like, months, dude. I'm like, right, it's only like, been four what months. Are you yes. About? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> sure have. But I'm just like, the just the way, because it was like via like the online portal, uh -huh. like the messaging back and forth. And they said, we see you had those labs done in January. Um, so can I like, why do you want them again? And I'm like, mindset. because it's been since it's, January, exactly. it's April. Like we got to stay on top of this. And they were like, well, have you had new partners? Well, yes, obviously I have, but it's just like, I, I could see where other people would be uncomfortable, like mm -hmm. sharing mm -hmm. that stuff, especially when the way that it was kind of already phrased felt like a judgmental question. Well, like, well, why do you need the tests again? Have you had new partners? I'm like, yeah. yes, and I'm going to need those tests again You're in like, a couple months. Just let's like just book this public. every three months. I'm like, can you just do a standing right. order? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just <laughs> can you just keep these as standing orders because I would like to stay on top of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You're being responsible. You, yeah. being a you responsible are being. But yeah, I feel like that's hard. And then I, and I have a, like, I like my doctor. I've been with her and her, there's um, PAs and NPs in uh -huh. her office too. And I, I'm like comfortable seeing anyone there. But again, I still even feel like, okay, I feel comfortable, but I could see where other people like really, really wouldn't. It's just because I don't have any shame right. in my game. Nor should but you. I Nor should definitely you. See but that's people reach people out. They like reach out on DMs yeah. or sometimes even in comments or whatever. And now, I mean, now this whole thing's like completely gotten out of control, which is super fun. But even beforehand, <laughs> a lot of the stuff I was doing was on YouTube. And so people would like comment in YouTube or send me an email and they'd be like, oh my God, like one of my, the videos that it was viral by those standards eight, nine years ago. It's not viral by today's standards, but it got like two, 300,000 views. And it was like, why is my poop green? That's a lot. And it is wild how many people have poop questions. Like I could probably just do just a thing about poop questions, let alone like even taking sex out of it. Or, you know, one of my other ones that went again, viral for the time uh, was why does one testicle hang lower than the other? And I had people with testicles emailing me, going in the comments, talking about how they they were like literally thinking about harming themselves because they thought something was wrong. Aww. They wouldn't masturbate. They Aww. wouldn't have sex with other people because they thought something was wrong because one testicle was slightly larger and hung lower than the other. And I was like, Isn't that that's like normal? exactly normal. I'm like, all the testicles I have seen have not been symmetrical. <laughs> all the balls like we've got, too. Balls they do. Balls. And one... All balls, all are good balls, balls, all balls are, and even if you only have one ball or no balls, like they're all, they're all great. Yeah, and one yeah. is always slightly larger and hangs a little bit lower. Always, that's totally normal. Well, like boobs, isn't one boob always almost kind of always one boob is kind of. I don't know. I got yes. mine so. Yeah. You're like you know you're like the ones I bought are the same size. I'm like. <laughs> no, I bought them and they still mm. are different. Yeah. <laughs> totally knows? normal. Okay, wait, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, I love where this is going already, but we gotta ask you our first oh, intro yeah, question. Oh, yeah, Okay. Mm -mm, ready? What is your unpopular opinion, Seth? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I know. Whoa. I should have. The box I should have been way more prepared for this question. Um, what? <laughs> what? Anyway. What is my, I mean, I cannot, kind of can't help but go to, um sports so con very contrary to popular belief i'm like a huge sports nerd and i i love sports i played a ton of sports um at my family did like which ones where, did you play so in high school i played soccer volleyball i ran track and tennis was actually my biggest one um 
Believe it or not, I did not. Even though I'm like 6'2", 240 pounds, I did not play football, although everyone in my family did. Um, And then in college, I played. Well, you're probably not going to have CTE. Right, right. Thank God for that. Oh, and I forgot about basketball because that's the one I actually played a little bit of in college. And then I went on to play like club volleyball and, you know, stuff like that. So um, I don't like the Golden State Warriors at all. I love Steve Kerr, but I cannot stand the rest of the team. I don't like them. I don't care. Oh, no. I'd fe- Even yes, Steph Curry? in fact, most especially Steph Curry. I do oh. not know the man, <laughs> but there is. I feel like that there is. I feel like he's hiding something. I feel like all of this is BS. I think no. I like. Him. I think Aisha is totally in on it. She seems like a really great person, but I feel like they're hiding some like big nari. Can I get conspiracy theory with you? Because totally. I feel like you'll feed into uh-huh. this as well. Okay, here we go. Let's okay, go. have you heard the things about them having like maybe an open relationship? Oh. I have not heard that. I mean, that might even make me okay. like them more, yeah. though. <laughs> okay, right? So, yeah. And then there's, like, stuff about, like, that they're, like, married. Because, you know, they are portrayed as, like, the perfect, perfect couple. Because it's, Christian. like, you know, there's no scandals right. about them. Yes. And then there's been, like, these that reports type. that, like, it's, like, actually all just for uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. And that there's, like, possibly, like, an open thing and that she's out there just getting it. I mean. So it's, like, uh, yeah, Will Smith and Jada Pickett moment. But we, but, but we all kind of knew about to, Will and Jada. Just, like, for, like, we've known about Will and Jada for years, right? Yeah. Forever. Right. Right. I, yeah. Maybe that's why I don't like that. Maybe I'm smelling this. You know, maybe I'm sensing. Because it's like a uh-huh. front. Yeah, something's going on there. Maybe you, you I just like want, that you're you want to keep something. it real. Yeah. I like that you're onto something, uh-huh. though. Thank you. Hey, there might be something I like to it, that. You to know? keep it real. I also think the whole, the the couples that are like so picture perfect on the outside and aren't really super transparent, like those are always mm-hmm. the worst. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That are like, that That to me, there's always something a little bit deeper. 100%. What's going on? There? 100%. Because that everyone, and what you see is yeah. this social media thing, right? Social media, and then they show up and you spend two hours with them at, the, at a dinner party. Well, anybody can fake that for that long, right? But like for no sure. really knowing the 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 dirty nitty gritty of what's going on in couples i think really helps because then people judge their relationships based off of other relationships yeah. which we shouldn't do in the first place but we all do it and then right. you're like well that relationship right, looks right. absolutely perfect and flawless and they never fight and they never have any issues and so mine must be like the worst relationship ever you know yeah 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 I am already like just obsessed with you. I feel like we need to actually go out for drinks uh, since we're all Southern see, Which is totally yeah. why I was like, we, because I kind of had a feeling we were going to go there. I'm like, this is why I wanted to go in person because I was like, we need to get some happy hour wine after this. Well, we I when know. we do in person, we bust out the drinks oh, during while we record yeah. for our in person guests. I could pop, pour. This is this is Zevia. Do you guys ever drink this stuff? <laughs> It's like my favorite stuff on earth. What is? Oh mm-hmm. no! It's but just it. it's just like club, club soda, soda, but right? with it's sweetened with zevia or like stevia. So it's supposed to be like whatever, oh. but it is really good with liquor. I could totally go put some whiskey in this right now. Mm, mm. I'm like a. Are you a whiskey? Se- guy? I'm a basic seltzer bitch. Are you like a La Croix? She is. Yeah. yeah. No, like a white claw. Oh, or, uh, like <laughs> real basic. <laughs> noon. I'm like a basic like. Alcoholic. But well, this is the true question then. I know y'all are asking me a bunch of questions today, but the true question is are you white claw or truly? Like that's it's like team truly, team white, white claw. White claw. A white claw. Truly and- is truly is too sweet. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, chili is very yeah, sweet. Yeah, I don't like chili. Hers is uh, White Claw mango, yeah. mango flavored mango. specifically. So we always have mango flavored stock. Here's the best. key to drinking White Claw too, is you put it in the freezer. It doesn't actually freeze solely because of the alcohol content, but it gets <gasps> slushy. A slushy White Claw fucking slaps. What? We're going into summer now, you guys. You're welcome. If you don't drink your White Claw slushy, get your life together. Stop it. Have a great summer. I think my husband <laughs> is literally, babe, put the White Claw mangoes in the freezer. <laughs> In the freezer oh immediately. Oh my god! And then this, you're gonna have the best Friday afternoon ever. <laughs> Seriously, now. and I have to meet. I have to I meet with you, the tax yeah. guy this afternoon, so that'll be great. I'll be like hammered with the. T- oh, you need the oh. alcohol then, because <laughs> I'm still drinking away my tax blues oh my this god. year. Seriously, like he he literally. This yeah, is a special meeting. Tax, my tax. He's literally is. calling <laughs> me back in. Like I paid the my you know whatever. I and I, I I'm my my own company. Oh, so it's not good. No, news well then. he was like you need to deduct <laughs> more. He's like news, this then. is bad. If you don't deduct more, oh, you're oh, gonna have okay. to pay. He's like so pay this amount. Can you deduct the right, right claw? Right, please. How about the, the uh, Costco whiskey, which I'm totally addicted to lately? I'm like, yeah, those are office supplies. As far 100%, as one hundred percent, right? Mental health. You tell me those aren't office supplies, and <laughs> mental right, health. Bite yeah. me, bite office me supplies. that those aren't office supplies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if your office isn't stocked with alcohol, that's you know, yeah. it's a thing. How is being your own boss? What's that like? Uh, I love it. I'm not sure I could ever go back. I, I tried to go back for a little while. Um, mm. And it's, I love it. it. It's a lot of work and it comes with its own, you know, set of issues, but I'm, right. I'm too sort of obstinate. I'm too, I've been kind of anti-authoritarian since I was a little kid. Like I'm totally that person. Don't yeah, totally. Right. That people right. are like, oh, yeah. you can't do that. So then I go do it and I do it like three times as hard as I normally would have just because you told me I can't. So that's, that's exactly. me. And I sort of am glad that I'm pushing that towards like healthcare and talking about like this you know people who are disproportionately yeah. impacted and anal and anal right like <laughs> and mouth to anal or anal, i guess that's fine anal to mouth yeah. right? ass to anal mouth, mouth. Yeah, yeah. atm ATS there we go to mouth. Yeah. um atm we love that we need the disruption though our healthcare system is trash, trash. We were just i've been on that. a rampage this whole uh-huh. morning like it's just we need actual people in healthcare speaking up about yeah. it so yeah. that's one of the other reasons i love your Why, page thank you wait can we we go back yeah. we, we need to give everybody some context yeah. of what's going they're on. like who is this guy we've been talking for 13 minutes and they're like i don't know who is this guy <laughs> we've been talking about ass mouth and we don't even know who this guy is <laughs> okay let's get okay. the background let's give some context we love this uh-huh. for us. Oh, wait. That's that's my cue to talk about myself? Yeah, that's a question. Tell us. How did you get started? Why I nursing? I was born. Where did you grow up? Quiet. <laughs> it was, it a, was rainy a rainy day, evening. June 21st. Not 19, are you ready for this? You two are going to die. Because I'm going to age myself. June 21st, 1978. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What is this drop the skincare routine? Um, I'm just about to ask. I'm like, you look so young. You look fabulous. Thank you very much. I thought you were going to be like 80s like me. Like I'm I'm 86. Uh I was going to say. I thought I was going to get like hit 84. That's what I thought too. was like my thought. 78, thank you. And I thank you for that too because today I'm like, "Mm." I don't know. I had some weird breakout up here. I tried some new like Shani Shani Darden, who's amazing. Like I love her stuff, but I tried her new like oh my God, peel your face off like retinol thing. And I think I, I, yeah. did, a little, Ooh, love I that. did a little too much. You know what? I will say my one, I might have weird, <laughs> like an oddly shaped body and like talk too much with my hands, but my parents did give me some really lovely skin. So most of this is genetic for sure. Yes. And probably $150 a month in like random ass beauty products that my husband's like, try this. I'm like, okay. Love that. You know, mm. um, 
Right, pilot art. Okay, so I originally, so June 21st, 1978, I grew up in Nebraska. I am the middle of four children. So I'm the third of four. Um, I, my, I, like I said, I just lost my dad, which was um, really, really tough. We can get to that later. But I grew up in a divorced family, but I was really close with both of them. So I kind of lived between both houses. And it was hard being the fat biracial queer kid in the 80s in Nebraska. Like it sucks as hard as you think it did. Um, and the whole time I knew I wanted to be a nurse, yeah. like growing up as a kid, even when I was like 10, 12, I was like, nursing is awesome. Cause my mom was a pediatric ICU nurse and I was like, she's badass. Like, she's like, comes home saving lives and talking about kids and doing all this shit and nursey, nursey talking. I'm like, that's really, really sweet. But when you're getting your ass kicked for being the fat femme biracial kid in Nebraska in the eighties, yeah. you're not also then running around being like, I want to be a nurse. Right. Like it's, there's a stigma with that. So, right. Yeah, add fuel Big to the time. fire. Yeah. yeah, I also turns out happened to be halfway good at writing and broadcasting. So I got a degree in broadcast journalism at Drake University, uh, go Bulldogs, in two thousand, and started this like journalism marketing PR career like all through my twenties, and it was great. Most recently, I kind of ended that career while I was at Pepsi, and I was doing some amazing things for Pepsi and Gatorade, and it was awesome, and I loved it. But the entire time, I couldn't get that nursey thing out of the back of my brain. And so I was on this fast track corporate career, like making six figures in my twenties. Like it was awesome. And then I quit. I was like, I'm out. Wow. I had been doing, especially back then six figures was a Dude, lot right. more than six figures in the, in, in, the, in the 1930s. Right. I mean, six figures was a lot of money, right? <laughs> like I was a baller. So I, um, I had been working on prerequisites sort of quietly at night, you know, leading up to it. And so I entered one of those programs where you have a bachelor's in anything other but nursing and they fast track you through an RN and then pop you out into NP school. And I did that at University of Illinois, Chicago, uh, which is a fantastic school. Go Flames. And I never looked back. It was awesome. I don't regret it one bit. It completely, obviously, completely changed my life. And I was like, yay, nursing is amaz as amazing and exhausting and crazy as I thought it was going to be. And oh my gosh, being a nurse practitioner is amazing. And oh my gosh, I really miss media. <laughs> I really miss broadcasting. I really miss marketing. Like I was like, <laughs> I miss all this stuff. And I was like, every asshole out there is putting out these stupid YouTube videos and they're like, you know, being jackass, the home edition. And I was like, wait, if these people are getting billions of views being jackass, the home edition, and all my girlfriends are sitting around asking me these questions, I could just put those questions on videos because I'm sure other people have those questions and trial. And I mean, some of these videos, some of these videos are the worst things you have ever seen in your life. They are complete trash. Uh, and I look back and laugh, but then a few of them, like I said, kind of hit a little bit, like just very randomly. Yeah. And I was like, huh, shit, I'm onto something here. And hence, Ask the NP actually got a brand and a little tagline and we grew it. And then we started effing around on Twitter first and then Facebook. And then this Instagram thing popped up and we started that. And here I am debating whether or not I need to actually invest in TikTok, like actually do it yes. or not. Oh, yeah, you do. Yes, yes. You'd be you, huge you on have TikTok. to. You would be. And I, yeah, I think so. You'd be one of those like one million TikTok. Okay. Like, like if, uh, the the kind yeah. you'd yes, think, but yes. I'm tr I like tribe and like throwing stuff on TikTok. The pro here's the problem. I, I get it. I 
Promise you have to post like like four a thousand times a day, a day and you got to really be invested in it. And all of the other, you know, social media yeah. platforms I really did. Like I was that guy like going to YouTube school and like every day posting videos and doing that, learning the algorithm on YouTube and doing this and da da da, whatever. And then, then same thing on Facebook and same thing on Twitter and same thing on Instagram. And so I know if I pour my heart and soul into Twitter or excuse me, TikTok, I could make it work. But right now I'm just like throwing shit up there. You know, it's hard. Okay, wait, I want to completely validate everything that you're saying right now, because coming from OG world, like in my head, Instagram, right? Like we have been pouring ourselves into our platforms for mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Like, right. I, we've been <clears throat> organically been growing, organically it, growing it, it is. Ag- and you've since done 2017, amazing. 18. And that's where, you know, we've been doing this for right. a hot minute. And then all of a sudden. TikTok comes up what two years ago, and all of these people—it's like it's and people it's get like a million followers, in and a it's three so months. hard because it's wow. like we've been. I'm at the point probably where you are, where I'm like, I really love my platforms, mm-hmm. I love my mm-hmm. community, and the idea of going over like I'm trying and I'm dabbling over in TikTok, but it's like it's a lot, well, and it's, it's like we're exo- it's time consuming, and we're working real jobs, we have real businesses, exactly. we're doing real lives, so it's really hard because. For a lot of people, it's the new platform and they're doing super well Mm -hmm. on it. And I'm, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm just at a point where I'm like, I've been creating content for so long that I'm like, I don't don't have the energy for it. Like it's it's literally would be another job to to pour into TikTok. Yeah. The same. Well, it's a different type of content that you have to create for TikTok. Totally. You can't just just go on and, you know, and I appreciate that. I don't want to go on. Yeah. Exactly. But then you have to go like, (laughs) just do some dance and then just like point to some shit. And which is great. I mean, I put a lot of effort into my. I can't dance. (laughs) I don't believe that. Because if you have had uh, enough people overnight guests. That also means you know how to dance. Uh-huh. Just saying. I have rhythm, if you know what I mean. But like, uh, she gets some other ways. <laughs> yeah, but my dancing. No, is not, I I one hundred percent believe TikTok standards. Her her mouth. If if you could dance the way you could talk, uh-huh. it'd uh-huh. be over. Game done. Love done. It. Done. There's done. your TikTok page right there. You just start it doing that, being like uh, the mouth. Actually, the irony is, I think she would do really really well uh-huh. on TikTok because you're sassy as mm-hmm. fuck. I just don't just like, like, I don't know how people have time. I can I barely Dude. like, my plants are dying. Seriously. I, I'm, I like have, ha- I have hemorrhoids. Like I need to figure out how to get rid of my hemorrhoids. I don't have time yeah. for TikTok right now. Like I can't. <laughs> right. For sure. Exactly. Priorities. Right. Done. Right. Done. Priorities indeed. Um, speaking of which, okay, this uh-huh. is a segue, segue. How did you meet Christopher? Oh, we want to know so all the Are you details. Ready? Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, okay. Before we get in that exciting news get your ritual on we are so thrilled to partner with ritual as we've been using these products for over a year now tori turned them on me onto them about a year ago Mm -hmm. and i got my first order never looked back only vitamins i will take ritual is born on the belief that better health begins with better ingredients ritual sources essential nutrients straight from the supplier to combine clean and absorbable ingredients at a fair price offered direct to consumer here is why we love ritual their scientists sifted through thousands of independent research studies to determine what nutrients they want to include in their products and keeping with their brand's rejection of pseudoscience and their commitment to transparency they've made those key research studies available on their website they are all about a food first approach to nutrient intake and believe a multivitamin should only help fill the gaps in your diet that's why you'll only find nine nutrients in their essential for women 10 in the essential for men and 12 in their essential for prenatal 
they really nix the extras, especially the mystery ingredients in other shady additives found in other vitamins. They are all non-GMO. They're vegan delayed release capsules that help deliver nutrients to the small intestines, which is ideal for absorption. It also means you can take the vitamins on an empty stomach, which I do. And Mm -hmm. I love that because Mm -hmm. I never eat breakfast. Same. (laughs) It's also their website. So easy to use, easy to start, easy to cancel, free shipping. You can control your delivery date and change your delivery date, free and easy cancellation, 30 day money back guarantee. Mm chef's kiss user-friendly healthy habits start here head over to ritual.com and use code selfie amb that's c-e-l-l-f-i-e dash amb and get 15 percent off of your first order again that's ritual.com code selfie c-e-l-l-f-i-e dash amb and get 15 percent off that first order you guys love that for all of us love that for us we love a hydrated queen let's get it Stay hydrated. It is summer. Drink your water, people. And (laughs) if you're not drinking out of a hydro jug, what are you doing with your life? Because they hold a half gallon of water. Mm -hmm. They are the best insulated water bottle on the market. They have a leak-proof seal, three options, glass, stainless steel, or BPA-free, a wide mouth opening so you can add ice, fruit, whatever you need. And then the handle makes it easy to carry around your work, the gym, wherever. Not to mention they have 40 different color combinations and patterns. They are fashionable and eco-friendly. You have the cute sleeves that can make it even cuter when you're carrying it into work. This is just really great for all of our healthcare providers out there and to stay hydrated on those long shifts. Especially shift workers who don't have time to keep refilling. Absolutely. Get your water in. Head over to thehydrodug.com and use code SELFIE, C-E-L-L-F-I-E, to get 10% off of your order today. Again, head over to thehydrodug.com, use code SELFIE, C-E-L-L-F-I-E, and get 10% off and get hydrated. We love that for you. Do it. (laughs) Back to the show. 3 a.m. at a bar in Vegas. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> best, best way. So there's, I cover Vegas. I'm leaving for Vegas Monday. I cover Vegas as my territory uh-huh. for work. So there's, you're saying there's there, hope for There me. is hope. So we. <laughs> you got to just troll, troll the Vegas bars. I, and you can't believe it, right? Like everyone's like, oh, come on, whatever. I'm like, no, we actually really did. So, we, you know, I was telling you that I, I played a bunch of sports and I, I continue to. Like now we're, or I haven't didn't play this season, but we play like uh, kickball and like random stuff. Now that we're older, we're like, we don't give a shit. But I was playing in like pretty serious basketball tournaments. And I was in Vegas for a basketball tournament. And Chris was there with his softball team and they were playing a tournament. And at the end, all these tournaments come together. It's like the weekend, the gays take over Vegas. And it's always Martin Luther King Jr. Weekend. Oh, amazing. You know, what, what better way to honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King than, you know, the gays partying in Vegas. But so we, we come to Vegas. We're partying, right? And my basketball team won. Like, we won the whole tournament that weekend. And Chris's team did not win one softball game whatsoever. So the Sunday night, all the sports come together. He needed comfort. And we're partying because we won. And they're partying because they lost. And I think at one point, I'm up on the bar. I'm, like, runwaying across on the bar, like, teaching the shot girls. Like, I was like, no, this is how you pose like Naomi. Like, I'm, like, doing all the things. Yes. And they're giving me shots and my best friend is with me. And my best friend is like, he's like, babe, look down. He's like, there's this guy like totally staring at you. And I was like, yeah, he's super cute, but I'm not about boys tonight. Like I'm just hanging out, like whatever. I'm with the team doing, <laughs> doing my, my doing my girl thing. Right. And he's like, no, 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 seriously, this guy's staring at you. So this guy had been staring at me for like 45 minutes. So finally I was like, whatever, it's almost 3 a.m. I might as well get some. So I jumped down off the bar. I walk over to him and I was like, you know, 
can I buy you a drink? You know, try to get the bass in my voice right. I was like, can I buy you a drink? And he was <laughs> exactly as after I'm like sashaying the runway, right. For like three hours, then I come yeah. over, Oh, can I buy you a drink? He, he's like, um, he was like, uh, you can buy me some water. He was wasted, <laughs> completely trashed. He wasn't staring at me. He was propping himself up on the bar because he couldn't walk. So this whole time I thought he was like into me. It was really that he couldn't move because like the bar was spinning. This sounds like a story out of uh-huh. my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, Christopher, well, so you know, Aww. fast forward two hours. It's now 5 a.m. We're like slow dancing in the lobby of the Tropicana. Just like to, oh, there's so cute. a tale, a tale of time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Like how all great romances start. Um, and like, yes. I don't know, his hands down the back of my pants, my hands down the back of his pants. Like we don't care. Everyone's watching. It's 5 a.m. Like the sun's about to come up. It's Vegas. Right. They've seen Aww. worse. And uh, yeah, we have talked every single day since then. At the time he lived in L.A. I lived in Chicago. So we did 18 months of long distance. Uh, and then he finally convinced me his timing was perfect. Cause it was like a negative 40 degree weekend in Chicago. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I literally wonderful. had to yeah. stay the night at the hospital because they had closed the interstates and I couldn't get home. So after sleeping in a like hospital bed the next morning, I like call him in the car. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm going home. And he's like, how do you feel about moving to LA? And I was like, yes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't ask you in the summer. When no, the no, 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 no. He was like, the, yeah, the cold, it, hard it doesn't winter. do negative 40 in LA. I was like, yes, I'm moving. Like it wasn't about him. It was about the weather. I'm kidding. It was totally about him. So, um, <laughs> How do you, have you been liking it out here? Yeah. I love it. And the, it's a weird, it's amazing. Okay. I, People are so mixed. Totally. They either like move here and hate it and like, can't wait to get out. Or they are like, I'm never leaving. It's, it's, isn't it something? I think this is my thing, and I feel like L.A. is something, if you find your people or you find mm-hmm. the right place, then I think it fits you. I'm, I hear a lot of people who maybe were in the wrong place, mm-hmm. the wrong mm-hmm. spot like mm-hmm. of L.A. Because L.A., you know, like, segments of L.A. are very much, like, different. Like, South Bay people are so different than, you know. Hollywood say, people. The, exactly. Very like, I would different. never want to live in Hollywood, ever. Mm-hmm. Can't even touch that zip code, you know. That's not my thing. I love West Hollywood, but I like to go visit, you know what I mean? And go to girls, but that's totally. And then Orange County is better than all of you guys. Orange County is way too white picket fence. So anyway, like I am not a white. (laughs) I know. I was like, you, you listen, I'm like, I feel like I could live to the East coast. You you would live in the East coast. I feel like if it wasn't for the winter, I would think I would totally move to the East Coast. I think my vibes are very East Coast. Oh, uh-huh. for sure. Uh-huh. She is like a like New Yorker. I actually think yeah. she's a New Yorker. Like like California people like look at her when she's talking and you're like, I genuinely feel like, like where, where are you like, from? But I, I can't, like I'm anemic. I can't live in this cold it's, weather. It's the worst. I mean, have you been to New York? Have my you spent time in New said York? No. Yeah, my best friend went to NYU, uh, so I used to have a good old time in my twenties in Child. New York. Yes. Yeah. That place <laughs> to party. Oh my. Yes, the the stories I yeah, shan't we don't have the, the shan't last tell. call at two a.m. Oh yeah, oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> that's a whole nother uh, podcast. Seriously. Maybe we should do an X-rated I'm version. A- yeah, we need a password protected ask the taboo. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. That's right. Oh, the yes. New York stories. Tori and I are thinking of starting a Patreon for mm. for the for podcast just for this kind that of thing. We really I think that would get be a fantastic we're, we're toying around idea. with idea. Yeah, we should put that out to our listeners for feedback. But we've been talking about it because we're like. 
The ones where like we really want to pop off, yeah, but can't uh-huh. quite. We're like we're we're uh-huh. toying with it. Yeah, you'd be uh, our first. Thank you. Guest. And right, I was like, if this is behind a paywall, I will totally pop off with you. Like I will go crazy. Okay. Okay. Because also, okay, K- KTLA will be like, you said what on what podcast? I'm like nothing. Just kidding. I mean, my whole life, I'm always constantly like reading all my jobs, like code of conducts. Like I literally have my lawyer, like she has all of my employer's code uh-huh. of conducts. And I'm always like, please, please right. advise. We're like, what can we, where can we say? What can we what not can I yes. reasonably right. get right. away like, with? Like while you're editing, yeah. your lawyer's also like listening in on like, you know, FaceTime and like, no, edit that out. Can't, cannot yeah, say true. that. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have no filter. I want to know, speaking of which, okay, because nursing is, you know, it's, it's very, how should we say prim and proper, prim and proper. What was your experience like as a nurse? Like just a little dabble into your journey. Mm. What was that like starting as a nurse? And then, you know, I, I had this really fantastic, I got super lucky. I, one of the like clinical rotations uh, before, so this program, you know, uh, it was like 15 months of learning how to be an RN, take the NCLEX and then start your NP program. And the last um, clinical rotation for my RN part portion of that was at this ER on the west side of Chicago, kind of like out by O'Hare. And they only take on one student and one new hire a year. And so I got that like coveted role of being the student and, okay, sorry about that. I got that coveted role of being that student. And then they offered me to be like, you can be our like one new hire this summer. So I had this incredible experience of like very hands-on very focused with all these like old seasoned badass nurses who had been like working night shift in, in an ER on the West side of Chicago for years and years. So it was a really, really incredible learning experience. It was really, really hard. Illinois does not have uh, patient ratios. So like having eight, nine patients in the ER every night, like was like totally, I was like, okay, I think guess this is just like normal. I mean, it was hard and it sucked and it was, you know, probably unsafe yeah. at some times, but I learned a lot. It, it has always been a little bit of a thing. Every job I've had or every hospital I've worked at that I don't think a lot of people think about is you sort of have to like come out every time. And it's not always, you're not always sure how safe you're going to be. Like, you're not always sure if like, this is going to be a, you know, a a good place for me or not, particularly because like my very left leaning politics are pretty evident. So sometimes you're working in these arenas, especially like an ER like I love, in fact, this person who was calling on the phone right now is my nephew who wants to be a firefighter slash paramedic. And I love firefighters and paramedics, but like a lot of times our politics didn't agree. But when you're in an ER and you're an ER nurse, like you have to right. work very, very closely with each other. And so stuff like that was sometimes a little bit interesting. Like here's the queer guy coming out again, talking about X, Y, and Z, but like, I got to get along with this fire captain or this charge nurse who's might've gone on to vote for, you know, who, so that stuff right. was a little bit hard, but I think that's just kind of the Midwest in general. Um, I, yeah, I, I love culturally. It's so weird that you have to come out. Like I like, yeah, you know, no. it's not like straight people have to come out and be like, so just so you know, I'm straight. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, know you for I mean? getting it's it. Like the whole, Thank you for getting it. Yeah. It's just, it just, yeah. And I think that's just something also, you know, I tend to agree with you on, 
you know, it's a little battle of like, why should politics should not blend in with our profession? Mm -hmm. Like that just shouldn't Mm -hmm. be a thing. But it just, sometimes you just can't help it. It does. But unfortunately, like controls our profession. It does. And even, even things like like politics control the healthcare system. And (laughs) and even, you know, like sometimes these, and I'm not, this is not all firefighters. So whoever firefighter paramedics are listening, like I I really, really, really do love you. Like I'm not throwing the whole profession under, but like some of these guys would bring in someone and they'd be like, oh, this fag was down the street, blah, blah, blah. Or you know, this tranny, blah, 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 you know, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, Hey, can you not like, you know, this kid just like got his arm broke and his ass beat or whatever. Can you also not then call him a fag to his face? Like you're supposed to be the one like protecting and helping him. And so, Oh, James, there you go. It's always got to be about that. Like, and I'm like, no, it doesn't, I haven't said boo to you in three months about anything, but like, what are you talking about? You're the one that just called this kid a fag, right? right? Like I'm not going to be that dude who's going to keep my mouth shut. I have learned as I have aged mm-hmm. that timing does help, right? <laughs> it's like you can't just always pop off. Right, right. Um, but so things like that, like mm-hmm. not even. I'm learning yeah, that slowly. Very slowly, even at age almost 44. Um, very slowly. But it does matter because when we just collectively let those little comments slide, then nothing ever yep. changes. 100%. And that's kind of the problem too is then people I feel like because I get this all the time where people are like you're always trying to be so politically correct or you're always oversensitive I'm like no I'm literally not I just right. trying to say what's right speaking up speaking about up people, something that right is like I think everyone's like you're like the whole snowflake uh-huh. connotation of me being like so liberal and snowflake I'm like so just saying that people should be treated with respect is makes me a snowflake oversensitive right. or like a snowflake. I'm like, <laughs> mm, no, I just, yeah, I'm totally with you yeah. on that. Yeah. It's been like, especially what the last was, few years. I mean, this is, I mean, going back to, you know, your upbringing and like, obviously I think you were also raised in a time that was mm-hmm. so different. What was your mm-hmm. experience like coming out to your family and like, were they surprised? Were they not surprised? Like, how did you, you know, sort of navigate that? Um, I love that you use the word surprise because the funny, the my funniest coming out stories are like all of my high school friends. So the day after I graduated high school, uh, are you ready? Which was in 1996. I like burned the closet door down. I was like telling all of my like, you know, guys on the basketball team, tennis team, and you know, my best friends, whatever. I was like, you guys, I'm gay. And they were like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> like they were like not <laughs> I literally there was one person who is still one of my ride or dies. Uh he lives in Milwaukee with his wife. He he was the only person who was like actually surprised. Like everyone else was like, uh, yeah, girl, we know. So I was like, it was a were you offended by kind that? of because I feel like you're like, yeah, but I was trying to like, <laughs> right, yeah, right. I, like, I would be offended. Like, be like, I was trying to be this serious. whole like, time. So you saying I'm not good at acting basically, then on top basically. Of it? Yeah, like, <laughs> um, so that was kind of the friend response. I did, you know, here and there throughout my life, I have had some friends who, because I, I grew up in the church. So my mom went from being a, a nurse to a, a United Methodist minister. But even when we were before that, we grew oh. up in the church. So um, and United Methodist Church on the whole is kind of middle middle right a little bit like it's not crazy it's not like southern baptist or anything but it's um they don't allow gays to be pastors and be sexually active is basically how it works so like you can be a part of the church and be gay you just can't like have sex and so which is dumbest thing ever right it's like so dumb so i some of my church friends got a little weird about it my family was always super super great i told my mom when i was 12 and she was like Everyone has a phase when they're 12, like, why don't we revisit this in a year? And if you're still feeling this kind of way, like, let's talk about it. And so, you know, nine, 12 months later, she was like, how are you feeling about this? And I was like, oh, 
oh yeah mom i'm like super super gay <laughs> she was like i'm like even more gay I was than i was super yeah. super gay so she was cool my my sister is amazing my my all four my oldest sister and then brother they're all they everyone was totally fine with it my dad uh we waited a little while to tell my dad like old black man from uh, mississippi who was like literally uh, a football player his entire life and then a football coach and was in the army like all of the stereotypes of like uh how is he gonna react to all of this we sort of waited a while and then dad actually ended up it took him a minute but dad actually ended up being super cool and before he died we you know we had these big jokes that he actually liked he liked Christopher, my, my fiance, uh, better than me. So like, he would like run out of the house, like in his underwear and like give Chris a big hug. And you know, it was super cute. So dad, that's so like heartwarming for you to know that like, even though he's passed though, that he had such a good relationship with Christopher. Like that's so like, I love that. He was really, he was really dad. Dad was fantastic. So I, I feel like even though I had like Nebraska in the eighties and the time that it was, and you know, 93% of people in Nebraska voted for Donald Trump twice, like very conservative leaning area. Um, I had really horrible, awful experiences outside of my family and, and immediate like friends, like my circle. Um, but I'm so super blessed. That, like I was not the kid that was kicked out of the house. Like I was not the kid that was like, we're not going to help you pay for college or like whatever. Like I, my family was really amazing. Once I got to college is a whole other podcast, security details, having mm. to take a semester off of school, people threatening yeah. my life, being interviewed by Tom Brokaw. Like that's a whole thing. Um, but I'm really lucky that my family has always been super great. I mean, driving that into your, into your profession, cause you're such an advocate. Like I love everything that you're doing and you know, you really, really speak to advocating for, uh, for other people and to really, really, you know, and from personal experience, how has that really, uh, you know, driven your nursing profession? Mm-hmm. And can you speak a little bit to that? Cause I feel like this is really important for for a yeah. lot of us out there. And I think, you know, to learn from you. And- I think, I think that, thank you for that, by the way, I'm glad that, that, you know, it, that gets seen. Cause I try. And sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, am I just, is anybody paying attention to any of this? <laughs> but I do think that yeah. the privilege. Am I just screaming out into the vast, <laughs> I'm like, like Hello. Uh, no, dark hole. Um, I, I really, it does come from a place of, of like, really, you know, I think again, from my mom and my upbringing, I really do want to give back. And, and I, I have been granted this incredible privilege of being someone who now, you know, now I'm in my forties, I got money, I have a doctorate degree, like I got steady work, I got this side hustle that makes me a little money, and I really love doing and like, why not use these platforms to be able to help other folks who are coming behind me because so many people helped me get to where I am. And so it's nothing more, you know, noble and regal than just trying to pay it all forward and to really understand that our healthcare system is completely fucking trash and it's more trash for women and people of color and queer folks and right. queer folks who are and people who are at the intersection of all of those things. And so if I'm coming from a place of privilege right now and I have an ability to minimal say something, let alone do something, but if I can at least say something about these things and bring awareness to it, like you guys were right talking about right then and there, like you didn't even think about the fact that gay folks have to come out at every single job. And it is a decision and it is a fearful decision. And what if you, you know, mess around and have a boss that doesn't like that you're gay yeah. or trans or like whatever, it, it's a thing. And so even just talking about it openly, then people can, hopefully some of your listeners feel the same way. Oh my God, 
I never thought about the fact that they might actually not give a shit about how bomb of a nurse I am, but someone might actually be caught mm -hmm. up in their feelings about the fact that I'm gay and then make my life miserable at work. Like that is a reality is still in 2022, even in a place like Southern California, we still face. And I feel like since I have a mm -hmm. platform to talk about it, I'm going to, you know what the irony is? <laughs> Sorry, yep. I have to say this. I love my gays. My gay nurses are my most favorite people <laughs> to Hooray. work with. I absolutely love them. I just absolutely, I don't get it. Like I just, and I feel for you because I just, you know, in my, in my world, in my little head, I'm like, I just, it's so hard for me to really understand that people can, that's how they lead their, their mm -hmm. mentality. And, and subsequently also how people also treat patients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, yeah. it baffles me. That's the bigger problem is the healthcare bias bleeding into yes. patient care. Yes. And I don't even know what the fix is or how to begin to tackle that. Cause it's not like that's something you can screen going into med school or doctors like, or well, maybe nursing school. this is like, a good question for sure. you, right? But it's not educated. It's not included in education. It's not included ding, in education. Ding, 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 ding. What are some tips you have? Yeah. Right. Okay. Maybe what are some tips you have for people, for all of us out there who are still learning and we want to do better. We want to help the profession forward for professionals. Like, do you have any suggestions on how to, you know, help drive the message forward and supporting people and, Absolutely. You know, being open and understanding. Thank you for asking that. I mean, that just, just the fact that you're asking is a big, is, is I think the first step and the first step for so many people is to just, just take a pause and realize that not, and this is something I have a hard time doing myself. Um, even like when I fight with Chris, like I'll use a computer monitor as an example before I get to my story. So like if you're looking at the front of a computer monitor, let's say there are two people who are staring at a computer monitor, one's in the front, one's in the back, and you're asking both of them, please describe the object in front of you. The person staring at the computer monitor in front of them is going to be like, oh, there's a video and there's some type and there's some pretty pictures moving around and it's great and there's screen in the background. And <clears throat> the person looking at the back of the computer monitor is going to be like, I don't know, it looks like a big black piece of plastic, right? They're both looking at a computer monitor. They're both experiencing the computer monitor, but they're having very different experiences of the computer monitor, right? So I, th I think it's important for all of us to sort of realize that and then take a step backwards and be like, maybe I'm actually the person looking at the front of the computer monitor and my patient is the person looking at the back of the computer monitor. And while we're both in this room, we're having very different experiences. While I know that that doctor didn't really mean anything when they kept calling me he, but I prefer pronouns as she... I know that that doctor's just trying to learn, but I bet you my patient doesn't because my patient doesn't have that relationship with that physician or whatever. And so I think even just like mm -hmm. being at the place where you're going to ask the question, how can I do better is like the first place to start. And then the second thing is to try to experience, just learn, whether it's on social media or a podcast or, you know, read some articles or ask your gaze at work or ask your anybody anywhere that you feel comfortable talking about saying like, what is your experience like looking at the back of the monitor? Like, I want to learn this because it's making me a better nurse. It's making me a better person. And ultimately like we are the absolute best people in all of healthcare at advocating for patients. It is literally what makes us nurses. And so if we're just like, cool, I may never actually be looking at the back of the monitor. That's like, that's never going to be my experience, but at least I can try to appreciate the people that are, um, I think is honestly the, the best place to start. And then just being, the, the third and last thing I'll add just to start for a lot of folks is that we, I love the word allyship. I, I push it even further to be um, um, accomplices. So like if the mm. gays are like, 
this like is that. a thing and we're, you know, if, if all 12 of your gays at work are like, this is an issue and we need to fix it in the hospital, do even more than just being like, yeah, you're totally right. I got you. Like go to the meeting with them, sign the petition with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like say something mm-hmm. to your manager and be like, listen, I'm a cishet like female. Like I know this doesn't impact me, but this impacts our entire organization people that I care about and the way we take care of our parents because our patients, because our patients feel Mm -hmm. that. So um, ask the questions, you know, try to learn a little, even just a little bit as you can. And then also like, don't be afraid to be an accomplice. Okay. Can we make accomplice? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. I love this. I'm like, we should do accomplice, just Just like straight accomplice in like in rainbow done oh my god i'm obsessed i love it i love, it. I love, I love it. that i love that suggestion can i also just say now that we're in pride month too my pet peeve is the rainbow washing oh, of all these man. corporations it's Ugh. like like don't nails on yeah. a chalkboard i'm so uh-huh. like uh-huh. now you guys that are already making billions are profiting off of a marginalized community and doing nothing to give back or and impact so this is just my psa uh-huh. to anyone listening that if you're gonna try to think you're like oh look i'm being supportive and i'm buying pride one day merch or whatever or one month a year think yeah. well it's not even that look at who you're buying it from don't buy it from target yeah don't buy it from xyz like a corporation Uh that's just making this june launch only buy from either like lgtbq owned businesses that you're directly supporting them or another business where it's like okay we're donating our proceeds to the trevor project like where you know that the proceeds are like going Mm -hmm. somewhere because I, I just, I'm like, I hate that I saw what it's like June 3rd today. I'm like in the last three days, I've seen rainbows throwing up everywhere on, on everything. And I'm just like, yeah, or like annoying. organizations it's like, like, it's like such a double-edged sword. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're like, you're happy that they're like coming to the party, but it's like, everything's a business. And it's like, they decided, Hey, we could look good and be supportive, but we're going to profit off totally. of it. Right. So it's like, like, what are you doing? And, and even on so top of that, like you're, not only are you going to profit from it, but then also like I, I will put AT&T on blast. They are not my cell phone provider, but I will put AT&T on blast. And they're just one of many, many examples. <laughs> AT&T gave almost $275,000 to anti-trans organizations and to lawmakers who are helping push wow. these anti-trans bills in other states. So like, don't put a rainbow on your AT&T symbol and sponsor an AT&T float and come to my motherfucking pride parade and talk about how you're supporting my community mm-hmm, when right. you are literally giving dollar bills to politicians actively taking rights away from people in my community, like not going to do it. And so, right. you know, Right. And I will say, like, a lot of people, like, don't know. So they think, like, mm-hmm. I, I've i definitely brought in, like, a rainbow hat at Target sure. before, yeah. like, years back, thinking, like, oh, yeah, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I want, and it's, like, you know, you grow, you learn, and you realize, like, the game. And you're, like, mm-hmm. damn, they're just out mm-hmm. here swindling. I mean, it all comes down to capitalism. <laughs> like, they're just profiting. Like, I mean, if you really want, yep. that's a whole other podcast too. But, you know, a lot of people ask me like, how yeah, do we fix is, the healthcare system? <laughs> and I was like, well, we fix the healthcare system by yeah. fixing capitalism, which is... By fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like it's weird. So many people <laughs> don't, don't realize this, right? We're in the business <laughs> right? of healthcare. It is a business. And so yes. the fact that sometimes it's I can't transfer my patients to higher level of care because of the things that they need and I literally have to discharge them 
home without necessarily the the highest quality of care, even though we live in the United States. Like we don't know where we're going to discharge my grandma today. Mm. She's supposed to get discharged from the hospital and she was at assisted mm-hmm. living and fell. And now she's all kind of confused. We don't know if she can go back to assisted living. Her insurance won't cover like home health yep. care. So it's like a sniff, which to me, a skilled nursing facility is like a death mm-hmm. sentence. It's, it's going to really fast scary. track her into to God, everything. So we're just like, this is a, the system is, yeah. And like providers, like her attending is so sweet. She's like, I don't want her to go to a sniff because I think she'll get worse mm-hmm. there. I'm like, I think she will too. And she's like, we're, we just, she ordered home health, but home health isn't covered by our insurance. And we're like this whole system, you have this doctor who I really like her doctor who is genuinely trying to do right by right. her and her hands are tied because of insurance. And I'm like, that's so sucky to be in that Isn't position it? as someone like you, who's a provider, you write uh-huh. the orders, you're genuinely trying to do what's right by your patient and you're being getting this big roadblock from insurance. It, it happens. It happens all it's, the time. And, and even, you know, the, the hospital where I practice is in one of the, the poorest communities in all of LA County. And so, you know, it's 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 even worse to just be completely frank if you're black or brown and like undocumented you know say mm-hmm. what you will about all that but mm-hmm, just like yeah. you know if someone's i don't care what your documentation status if you need health care like we should give be able to give it to you but then yeah. okay great so i've sort mm-hmm. of stabilized right. you but then you still need a lot of rehab you still need a lot of follow-up but you still what? need all this stuff and like mm-hmm. i got no place to send you i got i got nothing or you got to go wait in line at county for like six months like it's it it, it is a right. thing and it's absurd yeah, it's pretty awful <laughs> Well, and um, all my Are all my to love to your grandma, by the way. Like, I hope that all oh, works oh, out. Oh, thank you. That's tough. Uh, I don't know. Just the system is like, I think it's funny you caught me on such a day where I'm dealing with my own, like, psychiatry bills mm. and insurance and then the grandma thing. So I've been on a rampage from 8 a.m. and right up until <laughs> this. For you. So, like, you already caught me all. <laughs> you already caught me all fired up about, oh, like, good. fuck the for-profit healthcare Seriously. system. Yeah. Um, but um, are you going to Pride this weekend? Oh my gosh, I, we are not going to Pride. So we, I know I feel like okay. a bad. I'm I'm so debating on going Sunday. I got invited to WeHo's uh-huh. Pride, but I have Aww. a six a seven a.m. flight to Vegas uh-huh. on Monday, and I'm like, right? You're like, uh, maybe I know that if I go, that you can like. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything halfway. Right. <laughs> right. There's no just like, like if I go, I'm going. Uh-huh. There's no. You could just pack your bag uh, and then just go to Pride and then go to I the know, airport. And just say, like from pride Hung right over. they're a just like still. just she like do it. i think that's what oh, is that is there any other way to i go? mean <laughs> it's, oh it's madness. i don't know are you are you going to any of them then yeah, are, are, yeah what are you doing well, this, this month? is doing this anything? is so How funny because there's so you know I, I do a lot of work with channel q which is the largest um lgbtq like radio station if you will and it, we actually broadcast mm-hmm. all over the country uh, but they're based in la so i do a lot of things with them Channel Q is actually marching and they're going to have a radio presence there at WeHo. So when you go by, say hi. Nice. Um, no, my husband and I are actually <laughs> sort of sneaking away this weekend on purpose. It's been a really Aww. intense like four or five weeks. Um, and we just we just need to get away. And so our best friends are older and they live in Oceanside. So believe it or not, we are actually foregoing mm. WeHo Pride and we are going to Oceanside to just like hang out mm. in their pool in the backyard and like do nothing, which we both need. That's I love that. It is the best. Um, we might try to do a little bit of LA Pride the following weekend, though. I'm on. I'm on call at work, so you know yeah. I can't get crazy or anything. But when is San Diego Pride? That's a fun one. San I think Diego. It's the end of the month. I think. Yeah. I think it's the end of the month. I think like it's end of June. Or... I, I was going to try to maybe we should catch go that. With, we should go with Dustin. Yeah. Now, what you should do? You asked me what I, I am doing, wants. by the way. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm super yeah. excited about this. So I'm on the advisory board for an organization called APAIT. 
um, which does a ton of really great work here in Southern California, uh, in Orange County and in LA County. For folks, we have sort of three pillars, housing, mental health, and people living with or at risk for HIV, uh, particularly in the LGBTQ community. And we have this super fun event on June 16th. So if you're listening in an area, you should buy your tickets and come. It's mm. called Sashay the Runway. Yours truly may or may not be oh, in a pair of heels, oh. working the runway, along with some like professional <laughs> models. I know. And we are honoring... I can't say who this person is, but they may or may not have a super famous show about drag queens. Uh, we're honoring a person. Um, Laverne, oh, Laverne Cox is, is going to be a part well, of it. Margaret Cho, Alec Mappa. Wait, what oh date my is this? God, no I know, it's super fun. June, June 16th. It? It's Thursday, June 16th. It's called Sashay the, the Runway. Yeah. And it's uh, up here in L.A. Where? It's in Hollywood at the Avalon. Are there tickets? Like you have yep, to buy tickets? Yep. All the selfie people that are local, please come. Now, listen, tickets ain't cheap. Not going to lie to you. But it all goes to a, it okay. is tax, it is tax deductible and it goes to a really, really great cause. We actually own four. Where do you find the tickets? I'm like, APAITonline.org. And then the first thing, the first thing that should pop up should be like in the scroll in the middle. It should be, it's kind of an old website, but it should be uh, Sashay the Runway. I got to be a part, this is the best part. I got to be a part of the model casting a few weeks ago. Listen, some of these models, not going to lie to you. Ridiculous. Well, some of them literally were like, oh, I just got back from New York Fashion Week, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, you're like, this is like legit, like a legit model thing. And, but then some of the guys showed up and we were like, well, some of our guys are going to need to wear underwear. Like part of it is an underwear show. And so would you be comfortable? Like, we would like to see you in your underwear or swimming suit now. Like, would would you be comfortable with that? And at least half of them right there, just right, whoop. Like close oh. off and they're walking around this wow. like rooftop in Hollywood, like Perfect. in their underwear. And I was like, sometimes I love my job. I know, I know. I was, t- I was like, well, and I had to run the camera to take pictures of everybody too. So I was, I totally felt like that, like creepy casting agent be like, oh, come over here. So I can take a picture of you. <laughs> Those super fun. The roles have I know. reversed. But it's uh, raising money for a good cause in our housing initiatives. We get a lot of queer yeah, people off the so street cool. through our transitional housing and like into jobs and tons of stuff. So it's really, really, really great. Okay, wait. I want to yes. go back to this because we have we're listening to a lot of potential future uh, potential future nurse mm-hmm. practitioners, nurses. You're listening to a lot of you know healthcare umbrella. But I want I want tips. I want specific tips on how we can support and move the needle forward mm-hmm. for minorities to help, you know, close the gap with disparities. What suggestions do you have? Or to help support, you know, minority just big picture ideas. Absolutely. Three tips. Any good I want I want specific very good specific ones. good ones. Um I do think that uh when you are at the table, um it, it, whether that's a nursing table you're a nonprofit organization, a hospital that you're at or whatever. When you're sitting at the table, look around the table and see who is helping make the decisions. Because one of the things that ends up being the worst for us queer folks and fat people and brown people and black people and whatever is that even well, and and this is no offense, but even well-intentioned white people end up making the decisions for us on our behalf. And Absolutely. Just like you don't want me to make a decision for you probably about your uterus or what you do with your body, right? Because I don't know what it's like to be a cisgender woman. We as queer, black and brown, fat folks, like don't like people making our decisions as well. So one of the things that I think as you become a nurse practitioner and you realize sort of the power that comes with that 
and you're often in often in places where decisions are being made, look around the table and say, hey, we can't our the people making decisions in this healthcare institution or whatever, you know, entity you're in don't represent our patients. And we need to be representative of the constituency that we're serving, of the people that we're serving. And so it doesn't mean I want people kicked out of the room. No, but let's figure out a way to bring in the right people who are, of course, qualified and whatever, but bring in the right people who can help make decisions about what our patients look like. Um, the other the other thing I think is um, words really do matter, um, which is why I'm glad to hear that both of you sort of speak up and say things like sometimes when it's even when it's kind of uncomfortable, like know that you're going to get a little tiny bit of a label, but also people are going to like throw mad respect at you when you're like, actually, let's not use that word or like. I know that word was yeah. totally in favor. You know, I like to go about it being like a little self-defeating sometimes. I'll be like, okay, oh my God, I used that word until like three years ago as well. Like it totally used to work. It kind of doesn't anymore. I think people get a little offended by that. So instead of calling someone this, call them this or, you know, and it's right. actually not like someone's gender identity or who I'm screwing in bed or whatever I find attractive, whatever is actually no one else's business. And so sometimes you can just be like, I know you might feel some kind of way about that, but your job right now is to like take care of this person. And actually it's sort of like, it doesn't impact you at all. <laughs> like, I just need you to be a nurse for this person and respect right, yeah. what they're, you know, is what they're asking you to do. Um, right. So the words right. matter. And so literally if I just tell people like pick a word a month, be like, I'm just going to like figure out non-binary. Like, what in the hell does that mean? What are people talking about when they're when they're non-binary? Like, even before you get into they, them pronouns or anything like that, just like, cool, what is non-binary? And you'll be surprised, you know, you do one a month for 12 months and your vocabulary is as good as anybody else's in terms of like queer folks. Um, so I, I think that. the words abs absolutely matter. Can I get you to weigh in on pronouns yeah. as a we actually haven't talked about that and i think that's a really yeah great... so here was my thing when it like first became an option for instagram to add uh -oh. them like i did and then like tori and i have had this conversation and then it's like i've even seen kind of tori involved because like at first you were kind of like i don't really yeah. get it like it doesn't like and then you've totally taken the time to educate yourself and then be like understand it. this makes sense but i think even coming from you know i'm surrounded by a lot of people in different worlds um whether it be like family or my gym community is definitely a different, a different world of right. people and i just i find myself trying to like educate people a lot sure. and i'm not even like an expert on it at all but i think some people are like, well, if I'm straight or like, and I'm identify with the gender I'm born with, like, why does it, why do I have to like state that I like for mm. me, I would say I go by like she, her pronouns. Mm. And I've had people be like, well, why do you even have to say that? And it's like, it's not about me. Right. <laughs> it's about normalizing it for those that do prefer it so that they don't have to feel uncomfortable asking for for theirs snaps, it's not snaps. it's not about me but it's i i don't know and i yeah. i don't even think i'm the best one at explaining it because again it's not even that was my a great explanation world so <laughs> yeah. to speak but i yeah. just yeah, yeah i think I that i think it's hard for a lot of people to understand because they've gone 20 30 40 years of life well, never hearing about it that also wasn't a big piece of our culture yeah. right it's like you know i think for so long it's something that we haven't talked about and it's been something that we were not acknowledging in our society 
So I would love, we would love your take on maybe the importance of understanding pronouns. Or just even the or, use of pronouns in healthcare, the yeah. workplace, well, and in, those environments. You know, what's interesting is even in our workplace now, for those of us working with Epic, at least here in California, mm -hmm. now sh pronouns are a part of mm -hmm. the patient mm -hmm. chart. Which is awesome. So, which I love because I'm like, it makes it yeah. great. It's like, thank you for acknowledging that that is a piece of, mm -hmm. you know, the patients that we're yeah, caring it, for. It's, but I would love to hear It's hugely, your, hugely your important. Opinion. And I mean, you, like Sam, you totally nailed it. So me saying, I, my name is James Simmons and uh, my pronouns are, you know, he, him, his instantaneously signals to everyone that sees that or hears that, that. I am comfortable and open and at least willing to listen to people who have different gender identities. And I almost hate using the I word, right? Because yeah. people want to go into, like immediately people are like, oh, A, it's a burden on me to have to use these pronouns. Okay, no, it's not. Just add it to your email signature. Like, what the hell? And B, um, they immediately go to like, well, you know, a, a six foot nine, 300 pound trans woman shouldn't be allowed to, you know, play women's soccer. Like that's, they, they, they make this jump. Right. And the jump. And yeah. sometimes it's just, Hey, like, let's just start at the pronouns. Like we can get into the science of how gender is very much not binary. And we've known this for a very long time. It's our, how our society allows us to express gender is very binary, right? But in terms of the like actual biology, both brain, like how the actual brain works, the emotional and mental aspect of it, and then even genitalia, it's not completely binary. It just isn't. And so many cultures in the past, long before puritanical Christian-based white folks ruled the world embraced mm -hmm. multiple different, what we would now call gender identities. In fact, more than 60 mm -hmm. individual indigenous tribes in North America revered and often had as chieftains and spiritual counsel and whatever individuals who were not on the binary, right? And so, yes, if people want to get into this whole historical context about it, you can. But ultimately, when it comes down to it is me just saying he, him, his signals to people out there that you can be a little bit comfortable around me expressing your pronouns in whatever way you choose to express them. And then just I have there. never heard it put that way. I'm sorry no, I had yeah. to say this. And I love that. I think that's actually like for someone who, for me, for example, for understanding, I think that is a good way. It's just basically saying like, I support you. I am here with you. I, this is how I want to express myself equally. You can, that's I'm a also really, like really, a safe really place for you because oh, I, is, I acknowledge you insane. and I validate yep. you. That's amazing. And that's, that's okay. literally just what it's. And I think it's important for everyone to remember that your, your feelings about all of these things a, are valid, like whatever people are feeling. It's because a lot of it's how we've been taught and whatever. And our communities are, you talk about people in your gym and at your family and whatever, like those people really have impact on us and they influence how we see and perceive the world. Which side of the computer monitor are you on? But at the end of the day, you don't have to, like Martina Navratilova is a great example. You know, I disagree with her. But Martina Navratilova, Navratilova does very much not believe that trans women belong in sports with cisgender women. 
she doesn't believe so. But Martina Navratilova is a huge advocate for the entire LGBTQ plus community. She has trans friends. She is supportive of the community. She's supportive. Of, she does not believe that there is necessarily a binary. But as a lesbian woman, you know, I think 17 or 18 time Grand Slam champion, she does not believe that trans women should be on the tennis court with cisgender women. So even people who are advocates for the community feel some kind of way about things differently. And that's where I think people go to you want to use your pronouns or they, them. Oh God, you must want to, you know, be in the bathroom with my child, heaven right. forbid. And you must want to play this sport and you must do all this stuff. And you want me to give you special privileges and, and the, the whole politicization and the polarization of it gets out of control. Whereas really, the yes, they go to the extremes, the extremes but really if are... you are wanting to be an accomplice to the community one of the easiest ways to be an accomplice is just to be exactly like you said, both of you said, like, look, I'm a safe space. I'm going to just say this. I don't have to say anything else about it. Hi, I'm Dr. James. I try to, and sometimes I'm not always the best about it, but I try to be like, Hey, I'm Dr. James Simmons. My pronouns are he, him is uh, I'm here today because da, 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 da. like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. And then people that I'm speaking to or the classrooms that I'm guest lecturing or on my social media, whatever, they know that can, they can be like, Hey, I'm a non-binary person. My pronouns are they, them. And Oh, by the way, I broke my toe. Like, can people do anything about my toe? Like most trans and non-binary folks have lots of health things going on that have absolutely nothing to do with their non-binariness and their transness, right? Like they're just people. So right, right, right. I hope that helps. Can I be petty for a second also? Like what the fuck is it to someone who's like, if someone says I prefer to be called this and you're just like, ugh, like Like, why why is it such a big deal? Like I don't call me Sammy. Right. I don't like to go by Sammy. Call me Sam or Samantha. (laughs) So how is it any different than saying actually call me they or it's no different he or whatever it's like yeah. what the like no i don't want people to call me sammy so don't fucking call me sammy it's no different like yeah, if you so, want to be they like, is it that hard it. to just i will say this do, too do it there's a transition period right mm-hmm. for understanding they mm-hmm. and just i'm we're all learning i am still getting used to if someone wants to be called they i'm getting used to it but you know what i'm open to it and i'm like yeah if you want to be called they i'm gonna get used to calling you totally. they. and this is it's just you know having the open mind this to is it. not having the open mind to it and and this is you know i have to be i also want to definitely acknowledge you know because i have a, a lot of like trans and non-binary folks in my life that this is not my lived experience so i am not speaking about these things as mm-hmm. on on behalf of that community because i you know i am adjacent to yeah. but an advocate for an accomplice and so you know, I think a lot of trans and non-binary folks will will tell you that at least in the very beginning, that's very right. Like this, I just call me they, like it's not a big deal. Understanding the deeper level of like lived experience of trans and non-binary folks ultimately mm-hmm. in truly being an accomplice is really important, right? It's really important in understanding that there are trans folks out there right now having their rights taken away from them. And also like just being mm-hmm. fucking murdered just for being trans, yeah. like for just, just for existing. For existing. Yeah. And so, which does not affect anyone, right? It doesn't affect you personally. And just the hate that comes right. with that. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, un, it is really unbelievable. And so, uh, you know, I think that's absolutely one of the first places that you can start even just signaling, like you're just using these pronouns. It doesn't really matter. I grew up, my, my sister's name is Samantha and she's the same way. She's like, don't ever call me Sam. Like we would call her Sammy to piss her off on purpose when we were being brats. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I I totally get that. And if (laughs) if that's the place where people need to start and just be like, you know what? I don't like being called Jimmy either. Right. I'm James. I really don't like Jim. I will tolerate Jimmy, but like, don't call me Jim. I don't know why. Like, (laughs) just don't call me Jim. Okay, fine. And also my pronouns are they. Okay, great. Like whatever. Who cares? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, I appreciate you even bringing up the whole like lived experience thing too, because I don't think people even consider that too. So I think even sometimes the most well-meaning people that are trying to be advocates sometimes, again, it's not ill intentions, but because it's not their lived experience sometimes end up speaking on behalf of things that maybe isn't necessarily their place sometimes. So I like appreciate you even kind of mentioning that because I think that's been something for me where it's like, I'm always a very well-meaning person, but I've had to learn how to be a little bit careful about not letting it be overpowering or something like that because some things aren't my lived experience, even though I get riled up and passionate about it. And that's what are some suggestions you might have yeah, for people who want to, you know, for all of us who are learning, like, are there any tips on like how we can be better in that way, or like maybe some good resources? As I, well? I think Obviously, I think a lot. Yeah. I'm the best resource ever. No, Le- learn learn <laughs> from folks. <laughs> um, Dr. Right? Simmons. Dr. Simmons is a resource for everything. That is not true. Um, I, I think even just only the tab. Right, the, the really the really funky <laughs> the stuff. Right. I know. We still haven't. I still haven't told you what that tab is. So the. Um, <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of that. I think even kind of like I just did, and that that was even kind of a fumbly bumbly way about of going about it, but that's okay. A- acknowledging that like I'm a super advocate for um, the trans community and my non-binary people in my life and in my community and my trans folks, but that is not my lived experience. And I think you just have to acknowledge it. Like I think you just have to say like, listen, what I have learned from people in my life who are having this lived experience is X, Y, and Z, but I also acknowledge my place of privilege. And I also acknowledge that like, this is not my lived experience. The other thing I will say to folks out there is, is don't ask those people to teach you because it's not their responsibility, but also there are ways that you can learn from trans and non-binary folks, from black folks, from whatever, right? If we learned anything, Hmm. uh, I think in the, you know, the aftermath of George Floyd in the summer of 2020, it's this Mm -hmm. learning that like, unfortunately, whiteness created racism. And so individually as white people, Mm -hmm. are you responsible for racism? No. But as a collective, like the people who ultimately have to fix racism are the people who ultimately started it. And it's the people who are in power and privilege and that is being white. And so you have to learn about how do we dismantle racism in healthcare, in my own life, at the dealership, at the car wash, you know, at Target, like whatever. You have to learn how to do those things without necessarily putting the burden on the people who are also oppressed by the system, right? And so sometimes it's a nuanced conversation Mm -hmm. with someone you know and love and trust and care for, and they know and love and trust and care for you. And you can be like, okay, please guide me in the right direction. Like what can I read or what can I, whatever. Or if you're willing, I would just love to learn more about what your lived experience is like, because that, that will help inform me and help guide me toward where I can learn more. So it's, it's nuanced. It's very careful in all of that. I say all of that just to say like, seek out resources of, for people who are trans and non-binary that you can learn from. Ashley Marie Preston is an amazing person. Shar Jossel, um, Travel Anderson, uh, award-winning journalist hosts an amazing podcast called Fanti. Um, and I think it's called good day every day or something like that. Some like a daily podcast, but Travel Anderson used to be the managing editor, I think at out, um, and has done some huge things wrote for the LA times and they are non-binary and 
write about a lot of these issues and particularly how to educate folks who are not trans or non-binary. There's documentaries on Netflix about how trans and non-binary folks have been portrayed in the media, which I think was hugely eye-opening for me. And I thought I knew a bunch of shit, you know? So there are ways to sort of learn these things that can actually be fun. Like if you're sitting around and Netflixing and binging, I promise you watching, it's called Disclosure. I promise watching you, just watching Disclosure on Netflix will completely change your life. It is wild. Well, I finally finished Ozark, so I need, and then I finished Love on the Spectrum, so now I'm, I don't have anything like Oh my God, the US version or the Australian version? Oh, I've watched all of them now. It's so cute. I just finished the US version and my heart cannot, <gasps> I care more about their happiness and finding love than I do my own. I'm like, Aww. I. Isn't it so Oh cute. my God, my heart. It is the best. Burst. It is the, the best. Tori, you got to watch the US one because okay, there's someone it. that lives like in LA and stuff too. So it's like, you see them okay, out okay. in like our beach our area. areas and uh-huh. stuff. And I'm just like, I love you guys so much. Yeah, the US it's, one was it is so amazing. good. I need more. It was, was too it? short. We've only, we're only two episodes in, <sighs> so we, we haven't like gotten through the rest of it. But okay, we love, like, what's his name? Is we'll it Michael that. from the Australian one? Michael? Um, oh, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> He just wants his queen and he wants, he always wants to wear a suit uh-huh. and he wants, he's yes, just like, I'm looking so for my cute. queen. I will treat her like a queen. I'm like, why can't I find a Michael? <laughs> <He's so laughs> I know. Michael, Michael is Michaels. amazing and oh. it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, the U S one's really good. All right. We're going to have to finish it then. Are you a, sure. um, okay. When you're binging, what's your binge of choice? Uh-huh. Like, are you a Bravo girly? Are you like Netflix? Mm. Are you HBO? Like, what are you watching? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, so we, my husband and I, or fiance, I guess, uh, we sort of pick like kind of a show at a time that we move through and we just like watch an episode a night kind of thing. Um, but I, I have to brag a little bit. So one of our dearest friends is Carl Clemens Hopkins, who is now Emmy nominated Carl Clemens Hopkins, who is a co-star of the show hacks on HBO max. Okay. Um, If you have not watched it, it is absolutely hysterical. It's very good. They're now in season two. They're like six episodes into season two. So, uh, we love that one. We love Drag Race. Um, oh, we're sort of, oh, we're sort of late Drag Race people. Like my my fiance didn't start watching it until like season eleven. Um, but we've watched eleven, twelve, thirteen. The last three All Stars. This All Stars might be the greatest season of Drag is, Race I was gonna say, ever. Isn't this is, the one? This is the the full All Stars. This is all like the pros who have won previous. It's right? all. Yeah, 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 it's okay. eight eight of the people who have previously won either all stars or a regular How are they season. Choose? This is insane. It's like they're it is it is the best drag and the best drag race you have ever seen. It is wild how incredibly good it is. And every every episode, like RuPaul and the judges are all just like I Well I don't you? know, I guess you all win. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> more. It's so good. We what yeah. um what else? Oh, I personally so uh, Chris doesn't love TV. Like that's why we kind of watch an episode a night and then he goes and does other things. Like, but I will sit and binge. And when I especially need a break, so I'll watch like dumb stuff like Bridgerton. I'm in the middle of season two right oh, now. See, I couldn't get Bridgerton. into Bridgerton. I loved season one, but I when I heard that it. hot dude wasn't coming back for season two, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Jean, reggae Jean. Yes. Reggae Jean. Oh, he could get it. it but like, now I'm, I'm like, eh, nah, so, okay. I love period pieces. Like I love um, Downton. Uh-huh. But I don't like Bridgerton. I like the Bridgerton used modern music, but made it stylized. See, I, like, I see, like I loved like that. that. Mm-hmm. Like recognizing the songs. Like oh, I loved it. Did you watch? So wait, Tori, did you, since you like, um, uh, what you call it? Downton Abbey. Did Downton. you watch uh, The Gilded Age? 
Okay, I started it, um, and I'm, like, probably, like, two episodes in, and I'm, like, this is insane, but for some reason, I don't know, I haven't gotten back to it. I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to go back, but I love, Ugh. I'm obsessed. I know, I know, I know. I'm like your hubs. I'm it not a TV gets... person. I know. I hardly really? watch TV. We, we, I do. I'm like you. I'm like, I'm, I like to binge. Yep. I, I, it's, I like, maybe one, stuff. like, weekend a month. I, if I finally have nothing to do, I'll sit down and binge like an entire Love. season of something. Mm. And then it'll be another mm-hmm. six weeks before I turn on my TV again. I like the escape for me Ugh, mentally, like especially after like uh-huh. my shifts and things like that or like unwinding. Same. It just kind of helps me to like not focus on things that I know I need to get done. <laughs> like I'm just like, it helps yeah. me I literally tune it out. It helps me procrastinate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's seriously, it it well. I, you know what you guys... You guys might really like, I don't know if you like Kaylee Cuoco or not, but the flight attendant. I love attendant, her. Yeah. Yes. Um, I started that. It, it's so, so I, and I really would, How I do don't you, often like, say this about a, shows. be in the middle of a million things at once? I don't know. I just like, do it. My brain like my, could, I know. I'm the same way. No, I'm totally the same I way. Love right? I, I love her. I love her. She's amazing. And she, you know, she got nominated too for season one. And I, that is one that I would watch season one first and then season two of The Flight Attendant, but it is we just finished it. It's so, so, so good. Okay, it's because awesome. I'm like, and this she's is amazing. so amazing how, like, twisted and, like, the plot line is so, like, you go all over the place and I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I like that kind of, it's kind of like Ozarky mm-hmm. where, you, like, you just don't know where it's going to okay, go. You finally- um, okay, wait, I, I really want to ask this question. What's something that you wish sure. um, every uh, provider, healthcare provider knew in terms of... Or something that um, is like a very basic thing in your head, but you feel like mm. we all need to educate ourselves on or know more about um, in terms of like. Mm. Like yeah. something that's obvious to you, but others right. consistently miss the And you're just on. like in your head, you're like, I wish everybody understood this or would take the time to understand this. Um, well, I have about a thousand, but <laughs> I will, I will try three. to, I will try to focus Top it on three. what, uh, or even even top three. This this one for me is is un. I think I really hate the word noncompliance, and I think that the more the more I've practiced in also bringing my experiences uh, of growing up poor and biracial and all these different things, I think. Uh, it's really important for all of us and NPs, nurses, physicians, anybody listening that to understand that there's, there's probably a much deeper reason why this patient is not doing this thing that we're like mandating them to do. Right. So I think a lot about how black folks, we are just brought up to like completely mistrust the healthcare system for very good reason. Mm -hmm. And so if you have, you know, uh, an older black man who is not taken care of now because he's had a stroke because he didn't take his blood pressure medication, don't bring your judginess about him not taking his blood pressure medication to the room. Like that mm-hmm. shit don't belong there. Yeah. There's probably there is personal accountability and I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Like but the problem is personal accountability can only come from when there's an even playing field. And by even playing field, I don't necessarily mean that like, yes, we are all very well aware that the system like intentionally oppresses black and brown folks, poor folks, queer folks, like, right. So it, you're like cisgender, rich, white men rule the world. If you are not that, like the system is literally built to oppress you. Otherwise, even things like how we communicate to that older black man about why his blood pressure medication is important why he should take it every day, why that maybe you should pick that over like 
you know, changing your tire, if your tire can wait two weeks, like why that blood pressure medication is maybe that important, has probably not been communicated to him in a mm -hmm. culturally appropriate way that he's going to understand from someone he trusts. Mm -hmm. So likely it's been from someone who does not have his shared experience. And the research is very, very clear that we get better healthcare from people who have our shared experiences. So like, women generally get better health care from women like black folks right. generally get better health care from black folks because mm -hmm. that two-way conversation is much more honest because i get you i feel you you and i've had the same lived experiences it's why lgbtq folks if they don't have an lgbtq provider they need to find someone who is an accomplice right mm -hmm. so i think sometimes we will walk into a room and we'll be like oh of course this dude didn't take his blood pressure for six months now he wonder why he had a stroke mm. Maybe dial that back because we all do it, including me. Right. I'm not going to say that I have not been guilty of this, but part of this is pumping the brakes and realizing that multiple times along the way, the system has failed this dude. And so whatever, I guarantee you, he has personal accountability because he couldn't turn into an old black man in the United States without figuring out some way to live. So I promise you that that's there, but that the system has failed him so many times in terms of understanding in ways that he mm -hmm. can and ways that are culturally appropriate to why this blood pressure medication was important for him. And I, I just use that as, a, as an example, same That's thing great. like belt women, cisgender women who have belly pain and like vaginal bleeding. Even to this day, I'm like, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to do. Like you have generalized belly pain and there could be so much going on in there. I'm like super scared. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I, I don't help, know. Help. Are Mom, you come pick me and up. You're, I'm scared. <laughs> Mom, right. And you're also like 48. So like, are you bleeding because you have fibroids? Are you bleeding because it's your period? Are you bleeding because you're in menopausal? Are you bleeding because something's wrong? Like, I don't, yeah. ah, so, but what I can't do as a provider is bring in like, oh, here we go again. She was in the ER four times in the last month because of belly pain. No, she probably was in the fucking ER four times in the last month because the healthcare system is not designed mm -hmm. to help figure out what the hell is going on in cisgender women's bellies, right? Because we're all just like, oh, you got a UTI, here's some bathroom, go home. Like, no, there's probably some other shit going on. And other than like shoving a wand up her like vagina, we're not very good at figuring that out. So yeah. what I have to do is not bring my biases or fear into that room. So I think it's just going into like understanding how we have to continually operate in this healthcare system that continues to fail so, so many people and try to rise above it on an individual basis, on individual patient interactions. It's so frustrating how so many people, and I've been on this in the patient side where it's like, you have to prove that you're not crazy or something when you're like trying to <sighs> explain your symptoms or what's going on and like fight to find the one provider that's going to be willing to like take you seriously and listen and actually get to the bottom of a diagnosis. It's mm -hmm. like crazy that people have to, and then not everyone, like at least I work in healthcare. I know how to navigate the system. I know how to be an advocate mm -hmm. for myself. Most people don't mm -hmm. have that advantage yeah. and they don't have anyone else in yep. their family. Like at least right now dealing with my grandma, she has myself and my aunt fighting on her behalf because we know the system. We know what to ask sure. and how to, push things along and move the needle. Like other, a lot of people don't have anyone in their family that works in healthcare that yeah. can help advocate for them in any way, shape or form. And it's, yep. it just sucks yeah. that we fail and it's people really, like this. It's really, it's really awful. It, it's, yeah. it's super hard. And then that person doesn't have friends or family that either can be around or know how to advocate for them or push the healthcare system. And then, okay, great. So they got into Cedar sinai Awesome. 
maybe they're being taken care of by like a wealthy white person right. who doesn't understand them. And they might have like a questionable documentation status. They might be like from sub-Saharan Africa. They might also be deaf. Like, I don't know. And like, they're like, I don't understand you. You're not even using a translator. Like, I'm scared that if I tell you too much information, I'm going to get deported. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just so many things. And like, again, politics aside, at the end of the day, like, it's our job to take care of patients. Like, I have taken care of people who have had swastika tattoos. I had to take care of once someone who was a known pedophile rapist. And I did exactly what was needed to be done to stabilize that person. And then I went to my charge nurse and asked to be excused. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not taking care of a person who has swastikas. It was a bunch of people in the waiting room ready to come in here. Like, this is not going to be a good situation for everybody all around. Right. So the patient is stable. I've done what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Can we switch nurse? Right? Like, there's yeah. always a way to sort of I mean, handle I things. I take but... care of drug, drug addicted mothers. We have parents who abuse mm -hmm. their children. Like, the, the mm -hmm. you know, the list is so long, you know, of things that we're caring for and you're right you just have to put everything aside it's just and and at, the, at the very least do what's best for the patient in the moment that it needs to be done and then explore options right mm -hmm. i'm not saying i need to be best friends with the guy with swastikas no <laughs> right no, you but like this him. you're guy, not gonna like yeah. sit around and chit chat when you bring him a warm blankie <laughs> Totally. Like. Totally. Right, right, right. He's like, my feet are cold. Uh-huh, sure are. <laughs> so is your heart. So is your did, did you have a warm uh... blanket? No, the warmer's broken. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I challenge anyone and I, I don't know. I'm actually surprised I never got in trouble teaching nursing school because I am such a loud I think liberal. you're also teaching to the generation <laughs> who wants I to hear it, though. would always even just yeah. challenge people. Like, if you can't leave your bias at the door, you're not at least open to learning about other people's lived experiences, then don't go into healthcare. Just yeah, don't. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, Word. it's not your right absolutely. to work in healthcare. So if you, you don't think that you can leave certain things at the door, then don't come yeah. in. We don't need you in this space. Word. Yeah. Amen to that. Can we have Love a fun it. rapid fire round? Yeah. Can we have, we have a, Ooh, yeah, we have some good ones. Um, one word or one sentence only answers. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, as you can tell, I can talk. So let me uh, let me change my. Brain I don't think here, I could okay? do one, one word. word, one sentence. All right, let's do it. Um, you go. You go. Okay. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Barcelona. Ooh. I love that place. If you could have. I love you. If you could have coffee with one historical figure in history, who would you choose? James Baldwin, probably. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Favorite cuss word. Oh, the F bomb for sure. <laughs> say it. You say, say it. Like you uh, mean actually, it. actually, motherfucker probably is. <laughs> that is, hits different. Motherfucker, it, doesn't it though? Like, yeah. like this you motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Favorite cocktail. Lately, it's well. It, mm, overall, it's called a Monte Carlo. Oh, but what's in no that? One ever now, has, now we have now to we expand. Gotta know. Now you gotta know. Now you got to look it up. It's basically just a, a really good rye whiskey with some Benedictine and a little bit of bitters. Uh, but no one ever has Benedictine. So motherfuckers. a less sweet <laughs> motherfuckers. Motherfucker. It's a, a less, a less sweet Manhattan. Okay. More like okay. an old fashioned. Okay. Biggest pet peeve. I guess it could be more than one word. Uh, people who drive slowly in the left lane. Oh, I feel like you we're and best Jake friends. And, and Sam, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, move, bitch, get <laughs> out the way. Right. <laughs> oh, laying on the horn, laying on, and then of course I go by and it's grandma and she's like 113 oh. years old and I was like, oh honey, I'm sorry, I'm like sorry, choked I'm sorry. up. I'm, so, I'm she's got right, a and she's it. like this, and I was like, oh my god, if your airbag goes off, you're gonna die. But also like move to the right. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, biggest flex. Um, this might sound weird. Um, I have the best legs Ooh, I have ever. That is a even even at forty four years old, and especially when you put him in a pair of heels, like nobody has better legs. Oh, than calves I do. pumping. All the, just the skinny ankles, nice calves, not too big. Like the knee to ankle calf thigh ratio is all like as, my ass has, is. I got a nice big ass. As someone so who has like, ankles, I envy skinny ankles. My cankles <laughs> are. I've broken them fourteen thousand. So I played volleyball and basketball, right? Yeah. So like I've broken them so many times because they're so skinny for my otherwise ginormous body. But uh, but they look good in heels. Yes, so yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I even don't like wearing heels because I'm like heels need little ankles like when especially when they have the strap if you try to put the ankle strap i look like kim kardashian when she was pregnant and would stuff her sausage feet into heels that's what i look on an average saturday it's just not it's not a thing like this this ain't working i've given up on heels i yeah. i exclusively wear doc martens I now actually don't when wear, i dress up have, i'm like oh. heels at all. yeah i can't my yeah. kinkles my kinkles are like, like fuck you. Only, only special only special occasions like i'll like this runway show yeah, yes. i want to heels for that yeah one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Honestly, I'm trying, I'm really trying to give up meat. But if I don't give up meat, my husband makes the best ribeyes. Oh, like bone in or bone out? We need, Chris, we need Christopher's ribeyes the rest of our life. Yes, usually bone in. And I don't yes. know what kind of crack cocaine he sprinkles on those, but they're so good. <laughs> Okay, we're inviting ourselves over for dinner. Done. Thank you. We'll bring the drinks. Yes. We'll bring Please the drinks. I'll bring some, some yes, frozen yes. slushy white cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what's your favorite color and what does it say about you? Orange. And I, I think it is the, like, I think it's, it, it's loud, but not obnoxious. And everyone sort of likes having it around. But is not always sure what to do with it. Yeah, I don't know what to do with orange. It's a lot. <laughs> I love this. But you also wow. like appreciate orange. You're like, oh, that's yeah. a cute orange. Like, yeah, okay, I like yeah. that. But like, I wouldn't wear it. But like, that looks really good on you. I yeah, that's that. kind of me. If you can pull orange off too, you are elite. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> life, life motto. Uh huh. Oh, life motto. Oh, um, I thought you were saying that you are elite is a yeah. life motto. Uh, you're like, thank you, that too. <laughs> my new, you're like, that is my, my life new motto, life motto. You, right. You are elite. Uh, um, so lately, it's been, you are not special. Oh, okay. Ooh. We're going to need to elaborate. Wow. Yeah. Am can... I am I allowed to? Yeah, rapid yeah. Fire we're done with rapid fire. Now yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. know. Um, I think that's um, it. Just helps me keep everything in perspective about how we perceive and experience the world. And so, everything that is happening to us is only happening is happening to us, and we don't know anyone else's experience. And so we feel like it's the worst thing that's ever happened or the best thing that's ever happened or whatever. Like no one has had a worse day than I have because my flat tire was flat and I got chewed out by my boss and this patient told me I was a horrible provider and like whatever, like no one's had a worse day than I have. Actually, there's probably a billion people who are having a worse day than you are. Like your yeah, perspective, you, you aren't special. Like everyone is like, Everyone that. that tries to Penelope people, each other. Do you know the Penelope character from Saturday Night Live? 
She was the one that would like twirl her hair. Oh, the one-upper. And like one when upper. she was talking to Peyton, Peyton Manning, the one-upper, right? So Peyton Manning would be like, oh, I just won the Super Bowl. And she's like, well, actually, actually I invented football. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yes. I'm just like a little bit better at football than you are. Right? You do a good impression. We all try to put note. right? It's Kristen yeah. Wake, who is uh, absolutely unbelievable, so talented. And But she would do that. And I... I I feel like we all try to do that. People mm-hmm. are like, oh my God, yeah. my life is just like so, strong. I'm just like so busy. Yeah. yeah. And so is are. everyone else. Like right. you're not special, but it's more of a mantra for me. It's more of a mantra for me to realize that I have had a, an incredible amount of highs and lows mm-hmm. in my life, but ultimately they are no higher or no lower than anybody else's. And like, just keep it all in perspective. Like I'm not special. I, I'm special to me and like people love me. You know, I love myself, like whatever, but I'm just, I'm not. This thing that's happening to me is not special. It's not really any different than anybody else. We're all out here just trying our best. <laughs> right. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> okay. We really want to know what's that tab yeah. on your, the taboo talk. We want to know what's behind <laughs> and there. How do we get in? How, how, do, we get get, how do we get in? Uh-huh. Uh um, so taboo talk is actually, I can talk a little bit about it. Taboo talk is actually one of multiple um, television concepts that I have created with my um, creative partner, Brett Grafton. And we are currently in the process of trying to shop that and several others around to production studios and networks. And so that tab is actually still under password protection because there is a particular production company who is looking at this TV show, but they, uh, we signed an NDA with them, meaning nobody else can look at this until they either give their yes or no, if you will. So stay tuned oh, for some so excellent stay content. Stay tuned and send all the good juju yes. and vibes out into the universe. This that is something like, I want to see of, come. One of these yeah. pops. Yes, I want to yeah, see it. That. We're all about the, the taboo. I, I wish I could tell you like all about it because it's well. So everyone's fun, just gonna have but, like, to follow <laughs> you and stay tuned yes, for all this amazingness. Please do. <gasps> that would be awesome. Yay! So everyone, go. F- I mean, please follow me on all the platforms. But I have 1,900 followers on TikTok, though I've been trying to do this thing for a year. I don't even know what to do with that. So, like, <laughs> if you're listening and you feel like following me, go go show me some love on TikTok. It's ask the at ask the NP underscore. On oh, TikTok. Love that. What about for your other platforms? Yeah, where can everybody find you? Everywhere else is just at Ask the NP. Did someone rob that on .com? Did someone steal that from you on TikTok? Oh, Should we kill them? They sure <laughs> did. Do you know who did? Me. <laughs> I am the dumbass who put in at Ask the NP, forgot the password, got locked out of the account, have emailed them no less than a dozen times oh, no. trying to like get into get it, like, Ask the NP. Yeah. Because that one actually has like 5,000 followers and has like four videos that had like hundreds of thousands of views. Oh my God, that's so funny. But then I I like locked myself out of it oh and God. I can't get back into it. I'm and I, I dying over there. <laughs> is, is that not hysterical? That's so like I had the to go funniest part of old people account. trying to be on TikTok because I call us old for yes! TikTok. It's like you yes! locked yourself out of we your are. own TikTok account. <laughs> Right, you know you're old when. Yeah, when you can't uh-huh. log into your own TikTok. I have literally had, you know, I partner on some things with Providence Health System, and they have like a relationship with TikTok, and they literally had the Providence IT people talking to the TikTok IT people to try to help me get into the account. And even they couldn't figure it out. Like something happened, and they're like, you're just going to have to create a new account. So I had this one account that really was like doing really Dang. well, and then I locked myself out of it about nine months ago. Oh, my and- God. 
Yeah, here we are. Struggles real. Oh my God. We are going to have to do another yep. episode with you because I have so many questions. I would love that. I know. That I feel like we only so scratched the surface. We literally scratched the surface. This we was so much fun. Totally. But next time I it has to be in so person. I am so thankful for y'all having me. Oh, yes. Oh my God, please. And we will oh feed no, you like random house. alcohol. I don't know if you could hear them earlier. There was like house stuff going on back here. I hope it wasn't too loud. No, it's totally fine. No, okay, thank you yeah. so much for coming on with us today. We know you're so busy. We absolutely thank you adore for you. Me. We're gonna have to do this, and I, also and we're gonna forget like cocktails. feelings very mutual. <laughs> yes, and oh, yeah. um, we need to do this with drinks next yes, time. Absolutely, one hundred percent agreed. Yeah, we need a happy hour though in LA ASAP. Yes, absolutely. So thank we you. We should get like a reality a reality TV crew to just like follow oh us God. around during happy hour. That would be <laughs> that is quality. That is top tier content. Absolutely. I mean, I have like two yes. white claws and I do the WAP dance in a like public. I mean, you on you sober is Let's, entertaining enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. We love this. Oh my God, I love it. And then we can put it on TikTok because it's a dance. That's oh my true. God, win win for everyone, right? Ten. Then we'll blow up. We love this love for us. Oh Thank you so much. Enjoy, Dr. Your, enjoy your little vacation you. weekend. Yes. Get some good Thank you. I will. In. Right now, it's the it's the tax guy first in oh, like half oh. an hour. Wah, yeah, wah. have a drink before that. <laughs> and then, seriously. And then more after to Take, ease the pain. Serious, I know. Oh, it's going to be rough. He's like, bring your checkbook. I'm like, oh, I forgot it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Darn, darn. <laughs> I hope the IRS is not listening. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. We need more. Okay. We're going to have to do another one with him because we did not even hit at half of the show notes. <laughs> so I'm like the amazing tangents and conversations we just had today. I am obsessed. I love real conversations like yeah, that. This is great. And of course we are saving everything in the show notes for you guys. All the resources that he listed are right there for you. So definitely check those out. And, and all the like other racks, the Netflix. Yeah. The Netflix. And then um, check out his website. I can't wait to see what's going on back there. I'm so excited. And as always, you guys, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, Make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all the goodies, the recs, all of our new amazing partners, which we're really excited about. Linked there in the bio. So make sure you check them out. And please, we love you guys so much for all your support with reviews. It means the world to us. So if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, just drop your IG handle and we will send you out a goodie bag of stickers, pins, and we have other new exciting goodies coming up too. So get those reviews in and get the new, new. The new, new. We are so excited. And it's actually, this is a collab on the back end, which we're really excited about you guys. So get excited for those. Um, And make sure you click those five stars on Spotify. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. And make sure you're following us on our Instas. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And we will see you for a fun bonus episode. Woo. Bye. Bye.